Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. I wanted a career in which everything would matter. So I joined the CIA and now I help protect our families, our friends, and every fellow American. Find out how everything you do in your career can impact our nation. Visit CIA.gov careers to learn more and apply. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business, especially in today's economy. But over 31,000 businesses do know their numbers because they use NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite gives you visibility and control of financials, planning, budgeting, and inventory so you can manage risk and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. See why NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com go. NetSuite.com go. What a night, a night that if you have been following on three, if you have been following Gamecock Central, if you've been following this man right here, Jamie Shaw, for the last couple weeks, not just day, not just days, last couple weeks, you would have known that this was expected, to say the least. Uh, I'm Mike Ubefer. For those of you that are tuning in tonight that don't know me, I work over at Gamecock Central. I'm the director of digital content, and joining me is Jamie Shaw and a lot of you who have been following this crazy story over the last couple of weeks. You know who this man is on three national recruiting analysts. And Jamie, let's just get right into it. Gigi Jackson over the last couple of weeks, the mm-hmm. buzz just continuing to pick up But tonight. Finally is the night that Gigi decides to go public with it, announcing that he has decommitted from the university of North Carolina. Yeah, no doubt. This has been something that on three has been kind of all over. Um, you know, for, for a while now, even heading back to the previous staff with Gigi and his recruitment, um, you know, the, the, the whole process of Gigi, uh, you know, 
reclassifying and being able to bump up into the 2020 class started back in October, November timeframe. And we were on top of it all the way up until tonight when Joe Tipton, uh, Tipton edits uh, was able to uh, break the decommitment on Twitter uh, of him uh, from the university of North Carolina. So let's just go right into that, right? This has been built up the last couple of weeks. And I think the biggest question that a lot of Gamecock fans have probably some North Carolina Tar Heel fans and just college basketball fans as a whole the biggest question they're going to ask is if this was going on the last couple of weeks, why now? Why did it take so long to get to this point? But it seemed like it could have happened well before this evening. Yeah. So um, obviously, as we said, um, it, it started way long ago, back in October, November timeframe. Frank, uh, the Frank Martin stuff happened. He ended up in, going on with his commitment with the UNC, but even by May, end of April, he committed to UNC. Even by May, we were already hearing um, talks of, of a reclassification that he was getting back into the, the 2022 class and all that type of stuff. Leading forward um, into when it really heated up, starting at the NBA Top 100 camp mm-hmm. um, a couple weeks ago, that it was definitely going to be happening. We just didn't know a time frame when. So all of that to sit there and say, this isn't a brand new happening of the last couple of weeks. This has been something that's kind of been in the process Um for much longer than that. And that's one of the reasons why I asked that question, because for so many people that have been following this story, so many people that have seen your stories over the last couple of weeks, they knew that this was a realistic opera, that this is very realistic, that this yes. wasn't just something that just poof came out of nowhere. Of course, we saw more outlets today come out with it saying, all right, this is more of a possibility. But like mm-hmm. I said, if you've been following Jamie and on three over the last couple of weeks, you knew that this was picking up. So I say all that, but now let's go back. Let's go back to the beginning. And I say the beginning, but I know it's well before that, Jamie. Gigi commits to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. For South Carolina, following that time period, a lot, a lot of cha- lots change, right? Frank Martin, that coaching staff, they got fired. You move on. You have a new mm-hmm. coaching staff that comes in with Lamont Paris. What helped South Carolina be able to stay in the mix? Was that something that USC, as soon as this coaching staff got here, they still did everything they could to at least stay in contact with Gigi's camp? Well, I <clears throat> I don't know necessarily that they were really in a lot of contact because obviously, you know, there's the rules of the game. You don't want to sit there and um, poach other people's players or do all that type of stuff. Um, but, you know, th- there was definite contact open. Carrie uh, Rich had a previous relationship with the family dating back years and years and years. Um, and when the family reached back out to this current staff with the possibility of this happening, um, obviously South Carolina was, was welcomed it with open arms. Um, it, it wasn't a poaching situation. Um, Lamont Paris, one of the first people he went to go see when he got hired was Gigi Jackson over at Ridgeview high school with his uh, coach, Eric Stoneman. Um, and you know, he met with the family. He got to know the family before committing to UNC. They didn't do anything after committing to UNC. They didn't, they didn't be in contact with them or anything like that. From my understanding, uh, from what I've been told. And then when the family reached back out with the prior relationship uh, to, to initiate contact with the family soon thereafter, um, that's when things kind of picked up a little bit um, leading into um, where we're at now. And as we continue to see more people come on in, I'm going to open up the comment section for people that are interested in asking questions. Let's kind of go back here and kind of scroll through them. I'm trying not to wake up my little one. Can you turn the repeat off? Yeah, sorry about that, Tyler. So, you know, for people that are just joining in, had a little feedback on the backside. But, I mean, that, and that's one of those things, Jamie. I know you and I have talked over the last couple of days. We were expecting this to happen. It was just a matter of when would it happen. 
And, you know, we see the news that comes out today. Gigi decommits from North Carolina. There's going to be some naturally Gamecock fans. And, of course, with being Gamecock Central, you're going to see, and I, I bring it up with Brandon G, that hasn't happened yet. That mm-hmm. hasn't happened yet. The bottom line is he is decommitted. But in order for the possibility of Gigi going to South Carolina, which if you've followed uh, Jamie's recent prediction, it is up to 95%. I don't know if that number has gone up since since these last, what, the last 40 minutes or so. But I, I say that, Jamie, because there's going to be some Gamecock fans, and I understand it from just covering them the last couple of years, regardless of the sport, they're going to be skeptical until they actually see Gigi say, okay, I'm going to be a South Carolina Gamecock. Mm-hmm. Was this expected, though, for him to do it in this manner? I'm sure there's multiple ways, as we all know, that he could have done it. He could have just done a you know one, one big swoop, right? Okay, I'm going to decommit from North Carolina. I'm going to flip on the spot to South Carolina. But was this expected based on the conversations you've had? Um, it was uh... – I, I didn't know how exactly or when exactly it was going to happen. Um, I just knew that it was going to happen. Um, it, it's been kind of uh, uh, unknowing um, as to whether or not it'd be one failed swoop, whether or not it would be a decommitment, recommitment, um, whether or not it would, you know, all, all that stuff, the exact specifics as to how it was going to happen um, <clears throat> was a little bit, was a little bit unclear. Um, so yeah, no, I, if they would have done it any, any way, it wouldn't have been a, you know, necessarily a surprise. So I say all that, and let's get to the next question. I know I'm hopping around a little bit, but we're just trying to get to the meats and potatoes. We can go back. We can go, you know, get all the other uh, parts of this soup, if you will. The meats and potatoes where we're focusing on right now. South Carolina, as you've alluded to over the last couple of weeks, but especially over the last couple of days, that confidence level, 95% currently on on three that you have, a feeling that he will end up as a South Carolina Gamecock. If that does happen, is there any timeline as to when we can expect to see that? Well, what you have in play here is the Peach Jam. It's the big uh, Nike's big basketball tournament at the end of the year. Um, they don't allow people who are unsigned seniors or whatnot who are seniors to play in the Peach Jam. So that starts next Sunday and goes up until the following Sunday. So what you have in play here is if he – the possibility if he reclassifies to 2022, he might not be able to play in that event Mm -hmm. um, as as a person. You saw last year, Imani Bates and Jalen Duren both reclassified after they played in that event um, and they won the championship. Then they reclassified to the 2021 class and came out early. Shaden Sharp did the same thing uh, when he went to Kentucky. So that's what you kind of have at play here, um, which is leading to the uncertainty of a timeline as to will Nike allow him to, 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 to do um, the, the reclassification aspect of it. Now, I know you haven't posted anything to on three, and I know there's not much more room in terms of 95 to 100, but at this point, are you feeling 100% that he would be going to South Carolina? Um, you never know until the ink dries. When it comes to recruiting, mm-hmm. um, any, anything can happen at the last minute. So um, the 100% certainty isn't necessarily um, – because I was 100% certain back in May that he told the staff that he was coming um, yep. before. And, you know, obviously things happened and he ended up not. So, um, yeah, not, not, 95 is where it's at. 95 is about as, as, uh, as good as it gets. When you see this play out the way that it has, and I'm, like I said, we're going to talk with the meats and potatoes and we'll go back a little bit in a minute about just kind of the, the little things, I'm sure. I say little things, but things that are going to be very important when you're talking about this whole process. 
are you surprised at how it played out with Gigi based on everything that you were able to learn? And I'm saying all this in a manner of the people that have been following your work over the last couple of weeks. You've alluded to the reclassification, just all the, the benefits that could come out of it for Gigi. Are you surprised at how it's played out um, just over the last, I'd say, month and a half? Because obviously things changed a little bit over the last month, but just month and a half. Um, n- not really. I was, I was pretty in tune, um, from the get go, uh, pretty close, uh, with multiple sources surrounding the situation. Um, so yeah, no, no nothing kind of how it played out it was really a surprise because right when, as things happened, I was kind of up to date, um, on, on the shift and the way it was going up, up until this point, at least. And how, and last question in terms of the meats and potatoes, reclassification, how important was that? I mean, is this, is this, if you had to put a percentage out of a hundred, I mean, is this pretty much take up that whole pie chart? Well, it, it, it makes sense from the aspect of the professional uh, thing. I mean, I, I put out an article today about looking over the past 10 years of the high caliber people um, that reclassified. You got number one, number one draft picks. You got Carl Anthony Towns. You got RJ Barrett. You got guys like uh, Noah Vonley, Nerlens Noel, Andre Drummond. You got Jamal Murray all of these players that were high level players that reclassified up and had success stories, the people that, you know, you talk about, there aren't great success stories about the reclassification are the ones that are ranked in the forties and fifties and sixties and all that type of stuff. They come to school a year early and, and, and they don't end up being the pros or whatever. The people at the top of the draft have a pretty good success rate of doing that. Also what, what has to be thought about here and what's being brought up according to sources and Gigi's aspect is the collective bargaining agreement, which was agreed upon last in 2017 uh, for the NBA, which is what the Players Association and the owners, which is kind of is there is their obviously labor agreement that they have for play. The rookie scale contracts come into play in that. Mm. That's going to be um, renegotiated by the 2024 draft, which is what Gigi would be in when he stay in 2023 class. So this gets him ahead of that and puts him on the current rookie scale, rookie pay scale, and all that type of stuff too. Um, obviously the collective bargaining agreement can be avoided. It could be all this stuff could happen. But right now we know that were he to come out in 2023, he would be under the current collective bargaining agreement. Um, and that, that was at play as well uh, from my understanding. So if you're just joining us right now, the big news tonight, Gigi Jackson announcing that he has decommitted from the university of North Carolina, the number one prospect for the class of 2023. And Jamie, I say that because the, Notion is, and he didn't say this, but the notion is that he's doing this because, like we mentioned, that he's going to reclassify, that he'd move up to the class of 2022. One thing that I know you and I have talked about, and it's well known if you've been following Jamie's work, you've been following Gamecock Central over the last couple of weeks, Colin Taylor as well, and months. If Gigi had committed to South Carolina a couple months ago, he was all good. He was good to go to South Carolina, coursework taken care of. Everything's good. He's good to be able to reclassify to the class of 2022. Mm-hmm. Does that factor make one of the main reasons why you believe Gigi, if he decides to go to South Carolina, would go to USC? Because I think some people are looking at it as, okay, he did he decommitted from North Carolina, and if he did want to reclassify and things changed in, you know, from a heart standpoint over the last couple of weeks, which happens, and he wants to reclassify now, knowing that he has the ability to reclassify South Carolina, knowing that he's already been accepted into the school, does that 
play a big role as to why South Carolina is going to get him? Because I think there's some fans I'm trying to go through here. I think Craig just asked pretty much that exam. What is the main reason or incentive for going to South Carolina? Well, um, it, it's a you know, according to sources close to the situation, I don't know any more synonyms to say for that. So I'm just going to say, keep saying that, um, UNC also offered him the ability to reclassify prior to taking Pete Nance and, yep. um, and uh, Matt Mayer. So he was offered the opportunity to reclassify at North Carolina and did not want to. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's a perfect storm of um, being close to home, having a trust with the program, um, having, having things in play um, where, South Carolina is the is in the mix. I mean, I, I don't think he would have a problem calling up any school in the country and saying, hey, I want to come in 2022. And the ones that have spots would say, OK. But I think for the University of South Carolina in specific with this one, it was a perfect storm of a whole lot of factors culminating at the eye of the storm in Columbia, South Carolina, um, for this specific player, Gigi Jackson, to end up at USC. Now, I know naturally because of the era that we're in, the NIL era, people are going to be asking questions. And I see people saying that on the side. Um, look, one step at a time, right? We got we to see where he ultimately ends up. But you would be naive to believe that the opportunities in Columbia wouldn't be there, right? I yeah. mean, just, as, just so, the fact so that he's I a local up, guy. I grew up in South Carolina. I was in Myrtle Beach. Um, I grew up in the day of, we'll say, uh, Buddy Harper, who was at um, Keenan High School, Raymond Felton at Atlanta High School, um, even all the way up to the times Zion Williamson that you got to experience. When somebody is good in the state of South Carolina, the state of South Carolina rallies around it, and it, it's it's an absolute – it's a spectacle. You have to show up hours in advance to, to, to get a seat, to be able to sit down and watch yeah, whatever, basketball player, yep. <laughs> whatever basketball player it is. The state of South Carolina wants their own to be good. People in Columbia want to keep kids in Columbia. And now that there's an opportunity for businesses to circle around the, the you know, circle around the university and keep one of their own, the highest rated player ever. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't think South Carolina's ever graduated a number one player in the country. Uh, I, I mean, Kevin Garnett, but he moved to Chicago. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't know in the modern era. I don't know if there's ever been a number one player in the state of South Carolina um from columbia businesses want to rally around that and i, th I think mike even you being from boston I, I think you've seen that in your time in, in in columbia and your time in south carolina that the state really loves their own mm -hmm. and really does want their own to stay local so they can support them as, as long as possible i mean shoot you can still hear the stories from some about you know why didn't john morant come to south carolina mm -hmm. or why didn't zion williamson come to south carolina and you know it it happened, right? But people still talk about it. I'm going to be hopping around a little bit because I'm going to do my best to, to answer some of these questions. So we have about 300 people on all platforms watching right now. We appreciate it. Again, I am Mike Ewa from Gamecock Central, Director of Digital Content. And Jamie Shaw is joining us on Three's National Recruiting Analyst and just has been all over this story right from the get-go. About two weeks ago, he started putting it out. But, I mean, it, there was stuff going on well before that that Jamie was finding out and now – uh, some of that stuff that you could say was behind the scenes is starting to come out, and it is piece one if you're a Gamecock fan. Piece one of being able to land 
the number one prospect in the nation and have him as a Gamecock. The first piece was being able to have him decommit from the University of North Carolina. That happened tonight. G.G. Jackson, around 10 o'clock this evening, announced that he has decommitted from UNC. He has not, and I want to make sure I'm, I'm clear because some people get a little excited. Some people read stuff on Twitter or whatever, or you know, people could be at a bar right now. Might have a couple in you, right? And someone told you something. You're coming back in. You're like, wait a minute. Someone says he's coming to South Carolina. Nothing is cemented yet. All we know as of this evening, as of 10.53 on Thursday, July 14th, Gigi Jackson has decommitted from the University of North Carolina. He has not said what his next plan is. So I just want to reiterate that because I think some people seeing in this comment section, and I get it, a lot of people are excited, he is not committed. So the welcome homes, all that one step at a time. So I'm going to be hopping around a little bit. It, it, it must be well to note, too, Mike, that the G League has been in Columbia, met with Gigi and his family multiple times um, over the past few months as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I have to even even though their main recruiter, Rod Strickland, just took a head coaching job in college. Um, you have to think that they're still making a push. Um, and now that this decommitment thing's coming to fruition, um, they probably are not going to go away without swinging. And before I get to some of these questions, Jamie, there's some that I'm, I've heard over the last couple of days. I've had people either ask me directly or I've seen it on our message boards over at Gamecock Central. When you put out your prediction of 95% or when you put out a couple of days ago, the 60%, and for people that are familiar with On3, they have their prediction machine, right? Our, the the uh, prediction Recruiting prediction machine, RP. Thank you. I, I had the letters, right? I'm trying to make sure I get the letters. It's not that hard, Mike. But I say all that. I say all that because I think the question that I've been asked, and I'm still new to On3. I've only been here for a couple months. Obviously, On3 is a new product. But at the same time, too, you've worked for other recruiting sites. I say that, Jamie, because when they see that number, and that number bounced up today to a what? I think it was like 93.1 or something mm-hmm. along that those lines. When they see that for South Carolina, and when you have your 95%, is that your gut or your prediction of that's where he would be playing in college or just in general? Because obviously they don't have G League on there and whatnot. So I asked you that because that's been a, a, a pretty common question we've seen over on the message boards the last couple of days. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Well, G League is an option that they have uh, for, for RPM. Okay. Um, but uh, we yeah, just haven't no, been seeing it as much because it doesn't seem like it's as big right now for them. Now, granted, that's not to say anything can change at the last minute. Yeah. It only happens with two or three guys a year. Got it. Um, when it comes through. But, yeah, uh, no, that's that's the confidence rating that he's going to end up at the University of South Carolina. Um, you know, it's not a chance. The percentage of the RPM is a chance. So he's got a 93.1 or whatever chance to end up there per the algorithm. Yep. The algorithm takes into account um, what expert picks. It takes into account proximity, uh, previous recruiting. It takes into account um, offers and, and, and visits and all that type of stuff, way above my – my Horry County education um, <laughs> uh, for algorithm. My percentage, the 95, is, is a percent chance that what I predict happens. 
so the 95 was a prediction of a 95% chance um, that he's going to South Carolina. The algorithm and the RPM, um, sorry, mine's a confidence. 95% confidence this is going to happen. And the algorithm gives it a 93% chance of happening. So for people that are trying to get caught up with the recruiting prediction machine, that is what all that means. So yeah. as you continue to see those numbers go up and down, not just for Gigi Jackson, but for any student athlete, not just for basketball, but football as well. Uh, before I ask this question from Steve here in the comment section, there's going to be one that I'm, I want to ask because, and I know some people don't want to hear his name, and I get it, but I'm just going to bring it out there. Frank Martin put a tweet out yesterday saying that you know UMass fans got some exciting news to put out there because of everything going on with Gigi naturally naturally Gamecock fans on Gamecock Central started asking I saw some on Twitter as well saying you don't think that there's any chance that these two are connected Jamie do you have any idea if that well, is connected? so I texted Frank right when it's done and what he said was that he was bringing Mike Yuba home <laughs> I texted he said, Frank. Break, break the news I, right here. Mike Yuva coming home to work for Frank Martin. I talked. I did talk with Frank yesterday about it, and the only thing that he would tell me that it's not the, the they're not bringing back the the Commonwealth Classic between UMass <laughs> and BC. I said, Frank. I said, if this is about a commitment, okay, I get it. But you know, what, what's this big news? Is it is it the the return of the Commonwealth uh, Classic? So all he kept saying was patience, patience. So I don't know exactly what it, what it is. Um, but I just bring that up, Jamie, because naturally people are going to look at that and just wonder. I mean, is there even a percentage that you would even put to that, that there's a possibility that Gigi would consider going to UMass at this point? I know you can't say no to, you know, can never say never. But the point being is, do you look at this in, in Gamecock Finch? Should they be worried whatsoever about him going up and uh, potentially playing for Frank? No. No, they shouldn't. I can almost never say never on this one. But you feel okay. And the reason I throw that out there is just because I think some people just in the back, and I get it, Gamecock fans, you've had your hearts torn out for but, years. Ooh, that message board would be on fire if that mm -hmm. happened. It would be. That message board would be. Whew, but as you heard from Jamie. As you heard from Jamie, that's he doesn't believe those two have anything to do with each other. So just want to throw that out there. Going to get to some of these comments here because they're starting to pile up. We appreciate everyone that is tuning in, regardless if it's on Facebook, Twitter, also on Gamecock Central's YouTube page. Appreciate you guys tuning all in. Ask your questions. We will try to take as many as we can as Gigi Jackson dropping the bomb at 10 p.m. Thursday evening. And, Honestly, Shout I don't out Joe hate it. Tipton for putting it out on getting it out on Twitter, breaking it on Twitter. Well, good job, Joe. Missed that. And he's been doing an outstanding job as well as Jamie. And one thing we will point out, periodically you will see Jamie's screen go black. It's because he's just receiving messages. He's trying to stay in the loop with everything. So you'll be able to continue to hear Jamie. Unfortunately, you'll see my mug. But if you see that, Jamie is still with us. But that is the reason why you will see that black pop up. We're going to go to Steve's question. He says, can this have any impact with our last scholarship, assuming that Gigi would commit to South Carolina? That's been one that I've been asked the last couple of days, Jamie. Don't know if uh, you have any thoughts on that. Yeah, and I don't have any exact certainty to um, what they're going to do with the last spot. Um, I, I, I know the staff was out recruiting this past week for 2023, 2024 classes they were at. Um, obviously, Lamont was at all of Gigi's games out in um, Kansas City, and then you have uh, Tanner, Tim, and Eddie were um, – 
around Atlanta and, and um, Rock Hill, both recruiting players. Um, as for the last spot in 2022, there is going to be one. Um, if the number one player in the country does decide to come in 2022, <laughs> and if that happens, that's going to open eyes. That's going to be national news. I'm sure that uh, today uh, many people listening had Bleach Report stuff and Apple and all kinds of stuff pop up on the screen. Um, the number one guy, um, you know, th this news. So um, people are going to see it. And if you know one thing about sports, good players want to play with good players. So um, the staff, I can assure you, will not take just another warm body. They won't take just another person to fill that 13th spot. Um, if there's somebody that they feel comfortable with, they will take. Um, and I can assure you that there will be some people who inquire about coming um, if and when uh, the number one player in the country does decide to, to commit. Just as a reminder, if Gigi were to come to South Carolina, as of now, let's say, and I know it's not happening right now, but if Gigi were to come, as of this evening, South Carolina has two scholarships left. So that final one, that final one would still be out there if Gigi were to commit to be a Gamecock. Next question, Jamie. This is an interesting one. You know, he said, I know Kerry Rich has done a lot uh, or has had a lot to do with this, but how much credit goes to Coach Paris um, in order to be able to land Gigi if that were to happen? Um, obviously, Lamont has been doing everything he can, he can to be able to put a staff together, be able to keep guys there that are still part of South Carolina's program that were on that former, um, or I should, I should say part of that, that former coaching staff, as well as being able to bring some new bodies in. It's not trying to decredit anyone because certainly you have to be able to, to be someone um, that a player wants to respect. But um, how much of this has to do with Lamont? How much of this has to do with the university and the city? Well, I, I want to reiterate the fact that once a player commits in basketball, there's kind of an unwritten rule behind the scenes that you don't poach that player. So um, there wasn't a ton of recruiting to be done to make this happen. Um, that's just not how uh, I'm told the staff operates. Um, Lamont Paris had to check all the boxes. Um, there was a prior comfort level with the, the, the people, with the staff. There's a prior comfort level with the city. There's a prior comfort level with the players. Lamont had to check the boxes. Um, he had to, uh, you know, be, you know, let the, let the family know that he could progress Gigi to go where he, they wanted him to go. Um, and had to have a comfort level with the personality and all that type of stuff too. So, um, yeah, I mean, L Lamont had a lot to do with it because if, if they didn't, if he didn't check the boxes, they wouldn't be coming. Um, but, but, you know, the, the whole staff did what they could, um, what they were able to do within the unwritten rules of, of recruiting and everything. Um, and we're able to, to possibly, it hasn't happened yet as, as Mike continues to say, but to possibly make something happen. You know, I asked or you have that. something happen. I don't know. Make something happen. Make makes not the right word there to have something happen. You know, I ask you that now I have to ask you this next question because I've already seen it on Gamecock Central is actually one of the first comments. It was like, you know, oh, where's the Frank Barron apologetics now? I say that about Lamont and it's not a shot against them. It's like you said, because of how they operate, how majority of these these coaches that that feel like they do it the right way where they're just not going to they're not going to poach players. This had nothing to do in terms of, okay, 
this is a Lamont thing versus a Frank thing because there's going to be people out there that naturally will look at it and be like, oh, well, see, Frank's not here, and now he wants to be a Gamecock. But obviously, going back to your reports, I know there's some people that are coming in right now that may have missed some of the things you've said or may have missed the stories you've had in the past. If Frank was here, you felt very, very confident that he would have already been here as a Gamecock. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, prior to, you know, Gigi told the staff he was coming to South Carolina back in – on his official visit, he told the staff, he told all the players, um, he told the administration, uh, shook their hand and told him he was coming to play for Frank family did and everything too. So, um, you know, there's a possibility he could have commit, you know, if this goes through, like it could possibly happen There's a possibility he could have committed to both coaches. And I continue to see people mention NIL again, don't know yet if he's going to come home to South Carolina, that is what, the predictions are that is the confidence level. Jamie has it at 95% on, on three, but you would, you would assume just because of the NIL era that it certainly doesn't hurt the, the cause or the chances to be able to land a local player, especially of the caliber of GG Jackson. But we're, we're just seeing all these comments that are coming in. I'm going to try to make sure we get to some of these questions. Well, Mike too, and to the NIL, NIL is something that's in, in college sports right now. Um, it, it's something that, that's been made legal. It's something that's made very out in front of things. Um, and um, as we stated before, the city and the state want to keep the city and state people in the city and state. Local businesses are going to be much more apt to, to, to step forward for local kids to come in and, and continue to, to push, you know, to push that. And NIL plays a role in recruiting, whether people like it or not. Um, and that's just kind of the, the day and age that we're in. What else we got here? Let's see. We, we have are... an entire NIL tracker on our website. We that's have... also a good point. Yep. And, and, and Mike, you were in our, our in-house uh, meeting that we had the other day. Mm-hmm. Over the next month, two months, and all that stuff, we're going to be rolling out all kinds of NIL stuff that we have uh, with, with our entire website. You know, So that's one thing I love about On3 is we're staying ahead of the curve um, when it comes to the recruiting aspect and all facets of it. No, Will, you bring up a good point. I think this is a question that we'll get into if it does get to that point. Uh, Colin Taylor would do a great job of being able to break this down based on the current makeup in the roster of South Carolina's roster. I mean, there's no other way to put it. I mean, shoot, if they're able to get GG, certainly it helps, but there's obviously a lot of, I'd say, unproven talent at the SEC level. That's not to say that guys can't do well, and I'm always going to use this as an example. I know it's football, but a guy like Carlin Spatel comes from a Division II school, comes into South Carolina, starts at nickel the final six, seven games, and now he's with the Steelers. So whether it be SoCon talent, whether it be players that were not in a Power 5 school or just not in an SEC school, certainly they can come in here and make an impact, but you just have to wait. I mean, I think it's just you throw a guy like Gigi on, Jamie, you would expect this team to perform better, but I don't think anyone's looking at South Carolina if that were to happen, saying like, all right, you know, South Carolina is the, the team to beat now in the SEC. Yeah, and that's going to be something that's going to be wait to you know wait to be seen. Obviously, you throw a number one player in the country and NBA type talent into the mix that shakes things up. But these guys have already been practicing; they, they've been together for a couple of weeks already and stuff. And, and Gigi may not; it may be a couple more weeks, if not a month, before he comes on campus and is able to get in there too. So, you know, let's get in the preseason a little bit. Um, I will say one thing about the University of South Carolina: Scott Greenwald, the uh, the strength and conditioning coach is, is absolutely one of the best in the country. Um, so, uh, you know, let's get them through some strength, strength training a little bit into some practices. Um, 
into a scrimmage, closed door scrimmage or two, and just kind of see how things go. The early returns from the from the staff is Hayden Brown has been unbelievable, um, and that uh, Abrima Deba has a chance to be to be really really good in the SEC level. Um, you know, obviously that's playing you know against yourselves. That's in, in the weight room and, and practices and all that type of stuff. But um, things are really progressing along. Um, you know, but let's wait until they get on the floor, let's wait until a little bit closer to the season before any predictions or whatnot come around. And I know I'm just getting to some of these questions that were sent in about 16 minutes ago because they just have so many that are coming in right now. We're doing our best to get to all your comments here. So I know we kind of hit on it a little bit earlier, and we'll continue just to reiterate it, not to pick on you, Glenn, but we're going to have to wait and see. It's, it's step one. It's step one of being able to get G.G. Jackson if you're a South Carolina Gamecock. You need to be able to have him decommit from the University of North Carolina. That, of course, took place tonight. So before getting into, okay, does this bring any other four or five-star talent? But looking ahead just a little bit, and I hate to do it because I know some Gamecock fans will cringe. They want to wait. They want to wait and see how things play out. They're staying optimistic. But, and Jamie, you brought it up just a little bit earlier. Having a guy like G.G. Jackson – Certainly, you have to see how things would play out when he is here, right? You'd have to see how the season goes before you can start looking ahead. But would would you just assume that that last spot, it could certainly bribe some attention? As you mentioned, it's going to be out there if the number one player in the country goes to South Carolina. Um, but what kind of trickle effect could that have to the class of 2023 and 2024? Well, the one thing about the state of South Carolina right now is there's a lot of top-heavy talent in it. Um, looking at 2023, you have two top 50 players in Jordan Butler um, and Cohen Carr. In 2024, you have two, uh, I guess you could count Kyle Smith, too, who originally started off at Blythewood. He's a Columbia kid. He's at Pace Academy now in, in, in Atlanta. So you have three top 75 kids in 2024 with Elijah Crawford, who's at Legacy Early College, and Cam Scott, who's at Lexington, who's number 12 or 13 right now for us on three. Um, so you can believe that all those guys will be watching Gigi. Another thing about that too, Gigi's close with all those guys. Gigi's a magnetic personality. People love playing with him, being around him. Um, you know, Gigi's going to bring a lot of, of fanfare to that. So they're going to watch closely how, how this year goes. They're going to watch closely how this year goes. Not only that, how it looks for the draft, you know, if, if he's able to, to sustain, go through and then get a high draft pick and all that as well. Um, there'll be a lot of eyes on, on how this goes, but it could be a very positive movement moving forward um, because of the talent that is currently in the state, um, you know, of South Carolina. We're, we're GG to, to come to, you know, South Carolina. I know that this player is a class of 2023. And if GG comes, we assume that he would be reclassifying that, or he would be reclassifying for the class of 2022. But Ben asks, will this have any positive impact on the recruitment of Jordan Butler shows him that staying home is a real option. Would you, would you agree that it's more so how things play out? I mean, if it, if Gigi were to come to South Carolina and things go extremely well, I mean, that certainly can't hurt South Carolina by any means. Yeah. So I, I think with Jordan Butler, I think South Carolina prior to any of this Gigi stuff happening was already in the mix with him. Um, I, I think that they were, um, you know, in, in the mix to land him. Watching somebody at his own position, obviously Butler's more of a five-four, Gigi's more of a three-four. Um, so, but watching somebody kind of in that skilled four-man position um, have success for a year and go on to the league, um, I think that, that that Butler's eyes will be wide open on that. 
if it's successful and all that, I think it could help. Um, it, it, it won't hurt, <laughs> to say the least. But I think South Carolina's in there pretty good with Jordan Butler. And John, John's ready to go. John, John's ready. You know, John sources. He's good to go. He said he's coming here. John's ready. I think there's a lot of Gamecock fans that feel that way, especially after tonight's first piece, that first piece of being able to see Gigi Jackson decommit. And again, you know, some of these comments a little while ago, so we're doing our best to be able to catch up with them. Bad Brad, should he reclassify and commit? Would we have one scholarship left? Yep, that is correct. And uh, does that mean we would get another prime prospect from the portal? And as Jamie alluded to before, it certainly helps South Carolina's cause because if you have the number one prospect in the country committing to your school and you have one spot left, I mean, I don't know how many people are necessarily banging on the door to play at South Carolina right now, and that's no disrespect. They're going through a rebuild. That's what happens. It's natural when you go through a coaching change. But you bring a guy in like Gigi, it's going to bring some attention. And for a guy like Lamont Paris and this coaching staff doing everything they can to be able to put a competitive team together, and they got some talented guys coming in, having that extra spot, I mean, shoot, I would, I would be very interested, Jamie, if Gigi were to commit what those next 24, 48, 72 hours would look like for Lamont Paris. Would it be more so, okay, fielding phone calls? Or would it be more so trying to go out and, and trying to fill that spot? Well, it'll be interesting when it happens because the timing of it, because Peach Jam's a live period event. So this is a live evaluation. So a good point. You know, if he's if he's you know on a court watching Gigi and Gigi commits after the game or whatever the case, um, I, I think the timing uh, will have to do a lot with uh, uh, you know with that. I'm sure that they're um, still on the phones trying to make make some things happen. Um, with that last spot, um, I'm, I, they're not sitting idly waiting on people um, to come to them, I, I'm sure. Also, I just saw the Horry County stand-up post on the thing, too. So, Horry County stand-up, I'm with that. <laughs> Tommy Wallace asks, what is Kerry Rich's official title? He is the special assistant to the head coach, special assistant to Lamont Paris. And Nick says, you know, only God and Justin King knows. I don't know if Justin necessarily knows this one. And that's no disrespect against Justin because – that guy knows everything that's coming. Um, he does an outstanding job, of course. One of the best at what he does. I will say this, though. We have <laughs> – we recorded multiple videos for Gigi, and we were ready to go because someone – I think they weren't sure how we got that video up as quickly as we did. But, uh, you know, talking to Jamie earlier this week, talking to some other sources close to the situation, we were expecting it. But uh, as we do, just like with any recruit, we're going to wait and for it to happen we're not going to be the ones that go with it but in, in this case it wouldn't have mattered jamie right we throw that story out you could have put that story out until he actually says it in a situation like this it really means nothing until the individual himself comes out and makes that announcement yeah yeah no absolutely absolutely kind of just waiting especially when you don't necessarily know a time frame a lot of these times we get it um you know we'll get the info behind the scenes and saying hey it's going to be you know two three weeks out hey it's going to be this whatever out um, you know, on this one, we just knew it was happening. We, and, you know, we talked offline. I've talked with Colin when it was happening and Wes too, really no indication as to any type of time frame when things were going to happen. Um, just that they were going to happen, not even when or how things were going to happen, just that they were going to happen. Jasper giving credit to Jamie and Jamie, I know you've had so much fun on social media these last couple of weeks, especially from North Carolina fans, you know, clickbait this and blah, blah, blah. Um, That'll be a, maybe a, a story for another day in terms of how you uh, how you went about all that, you know, because you're a pro's pro. 
Uh, we, we did hit on this a little bit earlier, though, but just for people that are joining, Jamie does not think that there is a correlation whatsoever between Frank's tweet the other day that says, big news coming for you, Mass. And then, of course, even before tonight, the speculation that was swirling about G.G. Jackson. So for anyone joining us a little bit late, thinking, all right, wait, mm, is UMass still in the mix? can never say never, especially when you're dealing with 17, 18-year-olds. But at the same time, too, Jamie does not expect that to happen as we continue to throw on down. You know, why was Rich not on staff? In the pre- there, I'll say this, and I don't know if you know too much about this, Jamie. I might, I might be off a little bit with some of the stuff that I was told. Kerry's been very involved for a long time. And this is something that even going back to the Frank Martin period, they wanted there were talks about trying to find a way to get Kerry involved. It just it just happened now. I mean, even when in different sport, but with Marcus Lattimore, Marcus had situations that held him up, right? With all the things that he did off the field with the with the community and different events that he did, that it slowed down the process of him being able to finally get on staff in that 2018 season. So I say that because with Kerry Rich, it's not like this was something that was never a possibility it just didn't come to fruition until this year yeah no you're 100 right i mean carrie was very involved with the program uh previously um as much as he could be without being on, on staff um you know every time i was i was by there he was um you know but yeah he he, he, had, he had involvement he had involvement previously too he just wasn't getting paid <laughs> well i won't really waste uh time giving people the hypotheticals of what could have been, but Ashton, you're, you're pointing, you're, you're painting a picture that some Gamecock fans, it's going to lead them to go right to their mini bars in their house right now. So we'll, uh, what if they landed Zion, John, Gigi all once, let's just worry about them landing uh, Gigi as far as this one goes. But yeah, Kerry Rich is the truth. There's no question about it that, and like, like you alluded to before, Jamie, and this is no disrespect in taking any credit away from, from Kerry whatsoever. Obviously, there were other factors that went into it, but having a guy like Kerry Rich, having that familiarity with the family, having familiarity with Gigi Jackson, I put this out months ago. I know that you put out reports during that original recruiting process. Kerry was very involved with it. Kerry was very involved. He was in meetings sometimes when Gigi actually was meeting with Alex English. I know Shane Beamer was there. Kerry was in that meeting as well. So he was he was a part of this original recruiting process. And it's just funny how things play out because now he is the special assistant to the head coach. And now he's part of a, a Gamecock squad that could be adding the number one prospect in the country. Again, it has not been officially done yet, but it is looking more and more likely as the hours pass by, especially over the past hour as Gigi Jackson around 10 p.m. on Thursday evening. And another great thing, too, Mike, about Kerry is that, you know, Kerry, he's a great guy, uh, but he's a very proud Columbia native, and he's a very proud University of South Carolina Gamecock. Um, You know, anytime that you have that involved within a program, you know, whether it be South Carolina, Clemson, North Carolina, Ohio State, people involved with the program that have passion for that program, that kind of bleeds through when they talk and when they, you know, when they're recruiting, when they're on the phone and all that type of stuff. Kerry has that for the University of South Carolina. He has that passion that kind of bleeds through um, for the school. And I think people feel that, um, you know, when they're around him. I don't know how much you, uh, I know, I know when it comes to recruiting, you would know much better than me. I don't know if this factored in at all with Gigi's recruitment. Um, so I, I put on the, the, uh, Gamecock Central message board the other day, what I was told um, was obviously they were cousins. 
um, and all that type of stuff. And, and they wanted to go to school together originally. Um, you know, and then obviously the Frank thing happened and, and Gigi went to North Carolina. So um, I'm not sure where things stand. I don't follow, <laughs> I don't follow football recruiting at all. Um, so um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where that stands. But like I said on the, on the message board, it wouldn't surprise me if um, that would th- there was something there. Columbia boys stand up. This is an interesting one, though, Jamie. And I think you'd be. A, I mean, obviously, you're a great person to ask about this because from a football standpoint, you know, would this be the equivalent of getting the top six football recruits in the same class, just numbers? How would you equate that? And that's not, you know, I know Daddy O throws it out there as six football recruits for people that are that don't follow college basketball recruiting the same way, how would you equate being able to get the number one prospect in the country? I mean, the the talent that he has, and of course you would assume that he'd come here for just one year if he were to transfer into South Carolina, but what would that be the equivalent to? For a team like South Carolina that could certainly use not just the star power, but just being able to just add some talent on a roster that, of course, has lost a lot after last season. Well, to, to, gosh, I don't really know how to equate that to, to the football side of things because um, you see it in basketball a lot more where guys are able to impact the game and impact the flow earlier. Um, a lot of things have to come together for a freshman in football to have a standout impact in year one. Um, so I'm not entirely sure how that – how that I don't, I don't know how to cross lines on that. Also, I, again, like I don't really follow – football recruiting that much so um getting the number one player especially somebody who can have the ball in his hands a lot who can create offense who can create for himself who can create for others um who can generate things happening on the floor um is a very big deal in basketball you only get five guys on the floor mm-hmm. uh one of the one ball one ball in one guy's hands and to have somebody who's an nba talent who's a next level talent who's able um <laughs> who's able to uh create opportunities and create things happening is a huge deal. Um, especially somebody, uh, you know, now to temper the expectations, Gigi is only 17 years old. He's going to enroll at the university of South Carolina as a 17 year old. Um, you know, so who, you know, so there's, there's going to be expectations that need to be had there and all that type of stuff, but it's a big deal getting the number one player, especially when that number one player is somebody who can have the ball in his hands and make things happen. And I keep throwing the word if out. I'm not trying to bring the party down. I mean, I'm sure some people are celebrating right now. I mean, you know, the old saying goes, Jamie, don't let your Thursday ruin your Friday. Or don't let your Friday, don't let your Friday ruin your Thursday. Excuse me. So I, is there any chance, is there any chance if Gigi came, he wouldn't be a one and done? If, if the year didn't go the way, obviously, like I said, if, if he comes to South Carolina, he comes to South Carolina, if for whatever reason things just didn't, pan out the way that he expected he has a bad year for whatever reason could you see there being a possibility or because of everything with the cba with the nba with the G-, G league that you can't see that happening the plan right now from my understanding is is one at one year and and, and go uh, that, that's the plan that's what all the thought process from my understanding is is predicated upon scrolling down let's see what else we have here south carolina is a challenger yeah, we've seen some of this. Jordan Butler and Car next. Coach Paris and Kerry Rich are making moves. Again, this isn't take, to take away from Coach Paris and, and, and you know the coaching staff, but as Jamie alluded to before, that it's difficult when you do have a player that's already committed to a school. Now, certainly being able to, like you said, the, being able to check the boxes off from a family standpoint, 
there definitely has been a good rapport that has been developed between Lamont and uh, the Jackson family. I'm sorry, say that again. <laughs> I'm saying there's definitely been a good rapport that's been built between Lamont Paris, the coaching yes. staff, and, and Gigi's family. But as you brought up earlier, during that time period in which Jackson was committed to UNC, committed for two months, and I'm trying to do the math in my head here in terms of when Lamont got brought in, but the point being is what you said earlier was this coaching staff was not going to try to, to to pooch, you know, not yes. trying to come on in and try to take Jackson away from UNC. It was one of those things that you have to let play out. And, uh, and in this case for South Carolina, it looks like things have at least worked out in their favor that he mm-hmm. he's decommitted. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so, so far, uh, like you said, th- things have worked out in South Carolina's favor so far. Um, you know, they weren't actively on it. I want to reiterate that again, they weren't actively recruiting, um, GG going after after he committed North Carolina, um, but as things stand, um, you know it, it looks like it's trending in that direction. And as Tommy brought up, you know GG would certainly help recruiting, just like Rattler has helped recruiting. I, yeah. I think the timing of it, Jamie, the timing of it, just because South Carolina only has one scholarship left for the class of 2022, and knowing that he would be a one and done. If he were to come to USC, it's a little bit different than the Rattler situation, even though Rattler, of course, we expect from a football standpoint for him to be a one year here, then go to the NFL. It's different, but at the same time, too, because as you alluded to before, basketball, you have less players. You have Mm -hmm. less players in in comparison to football. The impact that he could have could be huge for years to come. So it's more so about if Gigi came to South Carolina. Okay, now he's here. That's great, but what does he do when he is at USC? And if he's able to absolutely ball out, gets his stock up for the NBA and does all that, who knows what what, what that could mean for the program. Well, Mike, too, and one thing, I don't know how much you've been around Gigi or or whatever the case, one thing that you're going to find, and and you're going to specifically love it, too, is he's an unbelievably engaging human being. Um, Anytime you talk to him, uh, he's focused on you, has a huge smile, very engaging human being, um, and he's going to be a rock star whenever he whenever he gets on whatever campus he goes to. He's going to be an absolute rock star. That type of persona is going to trickle down for future years as well. So if Gigi were to come to the University of South Carolina, he would be, a, I guess, an ambassador for years come. We talked about the future classes, the Jordan Butlers, the Cohen Cars, the Cam Scotts, the Kyle Greens, um, the Elijah Crawfords of the world. They're going to all interact. With, with Gigi, um, you know, wh- whether they go in and, and, and go 16-0 and in the SEC or 0-16 in the SEC this year, the impact Gigi is going to have on, on on the South Carolina program where he to come will be in years forward, um, you know, if they're able to capitalize on that. Um, th- th- this is this is almost as big as possibly making the Final Four. Um, the Final Four run that South Carolina had a few years ago, being able to land a number one player, flipping a player from, the, from North Carolina yeah. – who just came from the final game, flipping him from North Carolina, the number one player, coming a year early, getting a player to stay home, which has been a thing at, at the University of South Carolina for years, getting a player to stay home. There's a whole lot of things here in play um, that, that this could be a huge monumental – it could be. Not not saying it, it could mm-hmm. be a huge monumental thing for the University of South Carolina basketball program um, to build upon. And I'm glad you brought up the Final Four comparison because even though we know Lamont Paris will have time, right? New coach come mm-hmm. in, it's going to take some time. But being able to have this in his back pocket 
equivalent to going to the Final Four in a lot of ways. I mean, this is that big, especially when yeah. you look at the history as a whole at South Carolina basketball. It's not like your North Carolina. It's not like your Duke. It's not like your Kansas. Kansas being able to land a player that, from a talent standpoint, that you have never even been able to sniff anywhere near before, it's just astronomical about what you could do. Um, this is interesting, Jamie, because, I mean, now we're getting into the what-ifs, you know, if GVG does show up. But having covered him, you know, if Gigi comes to South Carolina in high school, post-screen game, Paris offense, how do you see him in the SEC? How do you see the way that he played at Ridgeview? For people that may have seen his highlights, the people that may have seen some of his high school games, how do you see him just being able to make that adjustment, not necessarily to Lamont's offense, because we have to wait and see what that will look like, but just to the college game as a, as a whole, just as quickly as he would be doing if he you know, were to reclassify to 2022? Well, every every single every single senior that turns into a freshman, every single player that goes into college, there's going to be a speed of the game aspect of it. There's mm-hmm. also going to be a strength aspect of it. There's going to be a processing aspect of it as well. Um, looking at the system that Paris runs, Gigi fits that. Skilled big players, Gigi's six eight six nine, has the ball, can, can create off the balance, and do all that type of stuff, make decisions. Um, Gigi, Gigi fits that. The question as to how successful he's going to be is how you know how quickly he processes the offense, how quickly he gets his his strength and body up, how quickly he's able to catch up to the speed of the game where, where everybody's athletic. Now everybody's as athletic as you are, and you're not the most athletic on every floor. Then how do you react? Mm-hmm. Um, all that, all those things are are, are what um, you know all freshmen have to go through GG 17 years old to keep that in mind. So I think with the success that he has, he has the talent, obviously he's being talked about uh, what 10 days ago, whenever I put out an article about the NBA draft, I asked NBA draft experts where they would mock GG in the draft. They all had him in the top 10. Gigi's being projected right now, as we speak as a top 10 player in the next, in next year's draft, mm. he's got talent. Now it's just a matter of putting it all together and all that type of stuff as well. So, you know, um, you know, SEC also has talent too. There are other top ten projected players in the SEC as well. So, um, you know, we'll see. Well, piggybacking off that, he has talent. Michael brings up if he does reclassify, where would you rank him in the twenty twenty two class? Would you put him at that top, or is he at least in that top three conversation? Haven't uh, haven't even looked at it yet, to be honest with you. And how does that go from a from a from a ranking system? You know, when you do have players that reclassify, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it probably gets overlooked because if they're not the number one player in the country, right, if they're not the number one prospect, it's not going to be one of those things that unless you're a diehard basketball fan that you're following, but a lot of people will be looking at that. How do you factor in something like that when a player does jump up? So last year we had three number one players reclassify. Imani Bates, Jalen Duran, Shaden Sharp. All three went from uh, 22 to 21. And uh, when we when we just redid the stuff, we slid them in uh, where it goes. So I mean, we just look at the class, and we look at where we would where we would place this guy uh, within that class. Actually, looking forward to basketball again. And I'm not trying to be the wet blanket here in the room. We'll have to wait. We have to wait. We have to wait for him to commit to South Carolina. I mean, I'll say this: I, I put this tweet out the other day that you know you could have. Gigi decommit from North Carolina and then get a private jet, 
fly it over downtown Columbia with a banner that says I'm committing to South Carolina. And then some fans would still not believe it until Gigi's out there on the actual court. But with that all being said, there's going to be people too who want to just get to that point. They just want to, okay, you decommitted. Let's just have it happen. Let's just have it happen. I get it. Okay. You brought it up a little bit earlier on, Jamie. And again, for people that are just joining us, Jamie's still with us. He's just taking some messages periodically throughout the show. That's why the black's popping up. There's no time frame necessarily as to when Gigi might announce this, but we do know Peach Jam will be next week. And Peach Jam, of course, will steal the show in many ways. And especially if Gigi shows up there, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of camera. There's going to be a lot of microphones. Would you be shocked to see him announce it at Peach Jam? Quite possibly. Um, I, I would not be shocked. It all depends on how Nike feels about things. If, if, if he announces at Peach Jam and they don't let him play because he's a 2022 prospect, um, you know, I, I don't see him doing that. Um, now, they, they did cut him off from media last week in Kansas City. Um, so, uh, you know, I, 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 to be seen how that's going to happen. Scrolling down here. Let's see. We are a couple questions behind here. <laughs> Adrian brought this up. Are there rumors of Don Staley and Asia Wilson being involved with GG True? I know we actually talked about this the other day, Jamie, and I think for people who, even going back to the original recruiting process, it wasn't a secret that South Carolina, including that Frank Martin coaching staff, they threw the kitchen sink at Gigi, trying to do everything they could to get him, whether it be Spencer Rattler, whether it be Shane Beam, or whether it be Alex English, P.J. Dozier, Sandarius Thornwell. Asia Wilson was also in the mix, um, and Don Staley was a, a, as well, too. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's kind of one of those things. You know, Don Staley is the biggest rock star possibly in basketball. Um at the collegiate level, and then Asia Wilson, former number one, has a has a has a uh, statue out in front of the stadium, number one pick, MVP, every all that stuff. Why would they not be involved? And you know, Asia's from Columbia; they know each other. Um, why why would they not be involved? And throwing this out there, we kind of hit on this a little bit before, Jamie. Are they in on anyone else to add before the season? Is it difficult? to be able to answer that question right now, just because if Gigi were to commit to South Carolina, that would change things, you think? Yeah, to, to be determined, to be determined. I know they have mm -hmm. some some irons in the fire and all that type of stuff as well. Um, as, I, as I've said on the Gamecock uh, Central Message Board too, um, they don't like a lot of the names and stuff to get out um, and everything. But, um, yeah, they uh, there, there's some irons in the fire. They're not just going to take somebody to take somebody. Um, and we'll see if any names emerge uh, from that. And again, more hypothetical talk mm. here. If Gigi were to come to South Carolina, does he make South Carolina's team a tournament team? I'll leave that to Colin Taylor to answer. Yeah, I think that's a good. I think that's a good call. I think, and, <laughs> and we said it before, and it's not a knock on this team. It's not a knock when I say they have so they have SoCon talent. That's not a knock. It's just the reality. When you look at the makeup of this roster, the majority of these players outside of the ones that are obviously coming back that didn't necessarily, I wouldn't say play meaningful minutes. You know, some of them did, but, you know, majority of them were backup guys, had, role, had roles, and they're going to be asked to be starters this year. Or these SoCon players that are coming, they're going to be asked to have starting roles or make big impacts on this team. Again, 
Collins Patel, Division II kid, came on in, started the last six, seven games, now he's with the Steelers, you know, for USC. Came in last year, now he's with the Steelers. Things can happen. They have, they don't have proven depth. And that's a word that I keep using for football at certain positions. They don't have proven depth. Once they prove that they can do it in the SEC, things could be okay. But I don't know. I mean, certainly it, it helps their chances. Certainly it helps their chances. And if South Carolina can squeeze in as one of the last teams, I mean, shoot, even if they get into the NIT, I'm not saying there's going to be necessarily a big parade going down Main Street, but if they were even able to get into the NIT in comparison, in comparison, Jamie, to two or three weeks ago when this was not even a possibility in the minds of many Gamecock fans of Gigi Jackson coming to South Carolina, the idea of just seeing some type of postseason play in year one with a roster that's being rebuilt with a new coach in year one, the opportunity to go to some type of postseason, I think a lot of Gamecock fans would take that. I'm sure they would take that. Yeah, that, that, I'm sure they would. I'm sure, I'm sure most fans of most schools, um, you know, w- would be ecstatic with that. It's continuing to go down. Johnson is a baller. Him and Gigi together plus Zach. And I, and I think this is what we're going to see. We're going to see a lot of people start getting, you know, trying to figure out pieces. What would this be looking like? There'll be plenty of time to do that. There'll be plenty of time to do that. But obviously, again, I'm not trying to be the wet blanket in the room. Decommitment. No commitment yet to the University of South Carolina, but those odds certainly go up, even though the prediction will probably stay at 95, or confidence, excuse me. Jamie's uh, confidence that he'll end up at South Carolina will stay at 95, but we'll continue to scroll down here. I mean, there's just so many. Yeah, and also, to too, to Mark, the, uh, the the word coming out of uh, Columbia is, is Michi's been, been really, really good so far. Here we go. And, and yes, Ben Hayden, Hayden as well. Hayden and Michi are getting a lot of praise. And Clint bring it up, and we've mentioned it before. You know, Gigi reclassifying early to be a one and done, get the NBA money. I, I don't, bl- I don't, pl- I don't blame him. I don't blame him. If that's what he were to do, go do it. Take advantage of this. Why not? And you've and you brought this up the other day, Jamie, when he had the opportunity to play in that tournament recently. And the feedback he was getting from scouts, from NBA scouts, certainly boosted his confidence. I'm not saying he didn't have confidence at that point, but if there was any doubt of, okay, you know, maybe I'm not ready to be able to reclassify. Maybe I want to be able to get my body to be more prepared. I'll go finish my last year of high school. That confidence level certainly has had to shoot up over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and and then and that's wild too because Gigi's always been a confident player. Um, now I think he's confident in himself being the number one player. It's one thing to be, you know, I, I'm I'm really good at Ridgeview High School. It's one thing to be, um, I'm really good on my on my CP3 AAU team. It's one thing to be confident in the fact that I'm the best player in the country. Um, and I think that type of confidence is what's really coming around uh, that, that you're seeing Gigi kind of kind of morph into right now. Um, you know, I was telling his dad a year ago, two years ago, uh, shoot, man, when Gigi was a freshman, I was telling his dad, Gigi's going Gigi's gonna to be the number one player in the country. Um, you know, and, and now I think it's finally coming around that that's a real thing. I'm getting messages. Shout out to John Strickland, former Gamecock offensive lineman. He's like, I'm laying in bed, yet I can't go to sleep because you guys keep talking about Gigi. So we appreciate John watching from his bed. Poor, his, his poor, his poor uh, fiance trying to get some sleep right now. And I'm sure there's a lot of people in the same boat as him. 
I like this though. You know, Lamont Paris hiring Kerry Rich was huge. Would Kerry Rich go to? There hasn't even been a game yet. Gigi Jackson hasn't even come to South Carolina yet. Would Kerry Rich go down as the greatest Gamecock basketball assistant with landing Gigi Jackson? <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't say that Kerry landed Gigi Jackson. <laughs> also, you know, not an assistant as well. But Kerry's um, an unbelievable addition to the staff, just like the entire staff. Um, you know, it, it was it, it, it's it's a good day when this happens. I'm just throwing up some of the comments too as we go. Not necessarily questions, but some of the comments that we're seeing as we start to wind down here. But once again, if you're just joining us, the big news tonight, Gigi Jackson around 10 PM on Thursday announced that he is decommitted from the university. Of I'm North seeing Carolina. Jeremy Williams said a thing here. I can't see on my phone. I can't scroll in. Is that, is that Jeremy? I went to high school with Jeremy. Let me know if that's you that I went to high school with. If it is, what's up? If it's not, sorry. Jeremy, Jeremy Williams. Yeah. Okay, well, I just threw Jeremy Williams' question up. Where does this leave South Carolina recruiting in all sports, not just basketball, to get the number one overall prospect? Jamie, I'll say this from a football – That's a Yuva question. Well, I'll say this from a football standpoint. Being able to land Gigi Jackson and Spencer Rattler in a span of, what, nine months? Yeah. Eight months? To be able to do something like that, I don't care who you are. And win a national championship in women's basketball. And win a national championship in women's basketball and produce the national player of the year in Aaliyah Boston, who, oh, by the way, she's up for an SB, so go vote for her right now. <laughs> but the fact that South Carolina has been able to do that, and we keep talking about the NIL era, right? It opens up opportunities because, like you said, from a basketball standpoint, it's the same, obviously, for football, too. We're seeing with women's basketball. Women's basketball – the NIL opportunities that are pouring in for them right now is just absolutely incredible and they deserve it. So I say all that because if Spencer goes out there, has a phenomenal season, football continues to do well. Gigi Jackson comes to South Carolina. He does what he needs to do here. Draft stock goes up. Everything's good from that standpoint. If that all plays out, absolutely. Absolutely. This could help across all sports, not just basketball. If a guy like Gigi comes here. So I think when you look at, the fact of what we've seen over the last couple months from a recruiting standpoint, taking advantage of the transfer portal and football, everything goes together. Everything goes together. And I mean, it, it's just funny how life works out. The fact that Spencer Rattler was one of the players that Gigi talked to and they yeah. used Spencer as a guy to be able to help from a recruiting standpoint. And that was a big deal to him too. Um, that, that, that was a big deal that, that, that conversation he had, Gigi talked very favorably um, about it, um, you know, after the fact. Um, about talking to Spencer because he grew up a fan of Spencer. He grew up watching the, the TV show on Netflix and all that type of stuff. So, Jay, man, I'm kind of putting you on the spot here a little bit. I don't think they've ever had the number one recruit for basketball, but do you know who the highest would be? And I know that's difficult because you're looking at errors where you didn't have necessarily the recruiting systems in place and everything. Would it most recent one be Thornwell? Thornwell, maybe PJ. PJ. PJ, I think, was higher than Thornwell. PJ was McDonald's All American. Um, yep. Mackey was BJ Mackey was too. Mm -hmm. um, but no, num number one player. I, I don't think they've had. Daddy O, I uh, I like the critical thinking you got going on here, but uh, that I think you'd have the NCAA knocking on your door um, before the player even arrived on campus. Bring Gigi in as a walk on and use NIL money. <laughs> to pay for his uh, 
his tuition as Jamie popped on out for a minute. So we'll probably wrap things up in just a little bit, but just continuing to go through some of these comments right here. Jamie, let's see. Comes in noon. Gigi gets a deal with, uh, well, we'll have to wait and see if he's able to get any NIL deals, but um, we'll have to wait and see if he commits to South Carolina. Jamie Shaw back on with us as we wind things down here. I um, did. I did see that. That was Jeremy Williams. Jeremy, I, I've been stalking you on Facebook recently. I saw you recently had a, had a kid. I believe. Congratulations on that. That's amazing. And this is going way back, Jasper. I'm just going to take your word for it. So Jasper, going old school. I mean, this might not be right. I don't want to say that as a slight against you, Jasper. But, but yep, this Jamie he follows up with this. No one three arrivals back then. Yep, <laughs> of course. But um, so again, kind of just recapping things before we, we end things tonight. He, we, we have Gigi Jackson decommits. In the timing of it, the timing of it for many Gamecock fans, they were waiting. They were waiting. They were waiting. Well, finally, piece one has happened. For the long, we, when you try to put it as, okay, we got the Peach Jam coming up, Jamie. If you had to guess, how long might this stretch? Like, what's what's the longest you think that we could get to? Um, I, I think I think something will be done by July, end of July. Mm-hmm. End of July, and from over and from a practice standpoint, you said the team's already been together; they're getting things together. If you're one of those players, I mean, what what do you think's going through your mind right now, seeing all this stuff unfold? Um, I, you'd have to think they're excited. I mean, I have I haven't talked to anybody. I haven't talked to to them to see where it is. But you'd have to think that there's an excitement level of uh of of bringing in talent. Trying to think of another way. Any Jasper? One more message from our friend Jasper here, bringing back that name, Frank McGuire. <laughs> It's always good. Uh, so, Jamie, I don't know if you have any final thoughts right now on anything about this. I mean, bottom line is this. Be a broken record. Gigi Jackson decommits from the University of North Carolina, something that Jamie Shaw has been saying for the last couple of weeks could have been a real possibility, and now we have finally got here. And uh, now that is piece one. So in order to be able to get to – the ultimate for Gamecock fans, which is being able to land the number one prospect in the country, he's going to have to make that commitment. But a big, big part with this. And, and Jamie, I'll, I'll say this too. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about it with G League, and this is a question that if people are just joining us, they're going to have. But we can get into it just a little bit more before we wrap things up. G League, you mentioned. You mentioned the G League has been coming on hard. Do you think the longer this drags out, the more Gamecock fans might have to have things to worry about, or do you, wouldn't you, you know, is it something that you wouldn't worry from a timing standpoint? I wouldn't worry from a timing standpoint, unless it drags on past July. You heard it right there. Jamie says, if as long as it wraps things up by the end of July, you'll be good. And Jamie, and appreciate everyone bearing with us early on tonight. We had some technical difficulties. Jamie was throwing on his best shirt. I was just trying to find something, you know, around here after. Uh, well, I thought more. you were going to have a suit on, Mike. I, I keep seeing the pictures of the suit whenever you, you come on. Well, I was like, man, I got to get, I had well, to put my suit. bow tie on without a collar. No, I can't do the suit yet. Maybe, maybe if that will, uh, if, um, if Gigi ultimately commits to South Carolina, maybe we'll have a suit night come out. But, uh, 
Yeah, we'll, we'll wrap things up here. Just wanted to come on a little bit, guys, because I know that a lot of you have had a lot of questions over the last couple of weeks. A lot of you have been holding your breath over the last couple of weeks. But step one, step one of being able to get Gigi Jackson in Columbia as a Gamecock has took place as he's decommitted from the University of North Carolina. And now we wait. Now we wait, Jamie. Now, now, now we wait for step two. So be sure over the next couple of days to follow Gamecock Central for the latest on GG Jackson, as well as all your Gamecock news, as well as following Jamie Shaw's updates. You can find that on On3. He's done a phenomenal job of covering this story from start to finish. And I say finish because it's not done yet. So be sure to continue to follow Jamie, and we will keep you posted. It will be a busy week. Jamie, are you going to Peach Jam? Yes, yes, I'll be at Peach Jam. I think it starts Sunday. I'll be there Monday through Saturday, maybe. Five nights. I'll be five nights. So we're going to have eyes all over the place. Uh, hopefully, and I know Gamecock fans are thinking about this regardless. They would just want to see him commit. But hopefully it doesn't happen if it were to happen on Tuesday because South Carolina will be speaking at SEC Media Days. But the point being is if this were to happen on Tuesday, Monday, whenever during SEC Media Days, Jamie will be out there. Myself, Colin Taylor, Kendall Smith, our intern Joe will all be out in Atlanta to be able to cover that. So don't be too far away from you. Uh, Jamie, maybe we could just shoot on over, take the old private jet for a uh, Gamecock Central from yeah. our line shoemaker. <laughs> but um, again, guys, appreciate you tuning in tonight. We will have much more on this developing story later on tomorrow in um, Gamecock Central and on three. And if anything does change over the next couple of days, you will be able to find out right there on on three. So, Jamie, appreciate you taking the time to do this tonight and everyone that tuned in and uh, everyone that asked questions as well. Thank you guys very much. Hey, follow On3 Recruits on Twitter, www.on3.com as well. Uh, You'll have all the latest updates and stuff coming on the national scene. There you go. Everyone have a good night, and uh, we'll do this again hopefully very soon with some even bigger news to share. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, It's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXTSTEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in 
West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 